Hello, everybody. It's WoW Ergonomics. I'm sorry if we're one minute late. Uh, that's just because we needed to sort out a technical glitch that our guest was having this morning with mm -hmm. uh, said device that they were trying to navigate their way into the studio with. And that's, uh, that's because not all technology works with all technology. Safely to say that that's that's what the, that's the trouble with modern day life, isn't it? You know, you just don't you don't know. Um, but you know, we I I can see now having just popped back into LinkedIn land, we are absolutely live. Stephen, how are you this week? Where, where are you coming from? You got another another slightly different view there? Yeah, I've moved. So I've moved yet from again. being in the uh, uh, yet again. So I've moved from. I was in the, the loft at some point for some of the earlier shows. Then I've been in the kitchen. Now I'm in the playroom. Hence why, oh, you can yeah. see sort of a a lot of empty cans of Coke, a bottle of Prime on the, you can see there, which apparently is this sort of uh, energy water drink that all the kids are after. And energy, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Let's, let's, just, let's just back up and go back yeah. there with exactly what you just said there. Yeah. Energy water drink. Now, I mean, all drinks contain water. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But are you saying that this is an energy drink that is water? Apparently so. Right. So apparently it's 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 now it's been created by two YouTubers. Is it? Oh yes. Is it KSI and KSI, who's also a musician? Yeah. Yeah. And what you call who's the other guy? So apparently, like all the kids are after it. As soon as it comes into stock in Asda or whatever, it's like gone at six in the morning. So there's a you can see there is a bottle. No, that shoulder. There is. Oh no. There's an empty bottle on that shelf, so being just, proud just as a, yeah, just as a, I got hold of one of them. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. It tasted horrible, and I paid seven quid for it, but I still got one. <laughs> to be oh, honest, but... that was that was actually my fault because I got sick of him nagging, uh. and one of the kids at school had got loads of them, and he said he came home and said, "Oh, he'll sell me one for seven quid." I said, "Right." absolute one-off don't you ever ask again but it'll shut you up there's seven quid so i did actually wow. no bad parent wow 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 mm. oh well look we're on youtube um so you know who knows we should we should make our own water um, or we could just get ksi to send us a crate because if yeah. we sell them at seven quid a bottle graham we'll be um we'll be laughing absolutely i you know send us a free crate yeah. KSI, if you're watching, and, and you know, we'll we're, we're, we're try it out and then we'll we're sell the rest because yeah. that's, so that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Hence, why I'm, I'm sort of this is my new permanent position. So the desk is at the opposite end of the uh, of the playroom to where the play, the sort of the gaming part is. So I'm at the other end. So, and if you remember last week, I was very easily distracted by the window cleaner and the FedEx driver. So um, I've uh, shut the blinds today, so uh, no distractions. Uh, well, I'll try not to get distracted during the show anyway. Okay, cool. Well, look, there was a great message there. So let's, in all seriousness, well done, KSI and, and whoever else it was. Um, you know, you do need to stay hydrated out there. If you're playing, if you're playing games uh, for hours on end and you're just sitting there, you do need to stay hydrated. It's important. And also, if you're drinking, taking on fluid on a regular basis, it will force you to go to the toilet. And that actually gets you up off your backside for a while. Uh, and that's good as well. So, yep. you know, from an ergonomic point of view, fantastic. Well done. Well for done. Encouraging everybody to, to drink water. And well done for your bank balance as well. Yeah. And I just wish that I'd thought of it. Yeah. But obviously, 
but obviously you've got to be a famous uh you've got to be famous on youtube first we're just infamous so yeah. uh in our own back garden so they're there you know we're we're never going to come up with that no uh but there we go and we're back as i say with wow ergonomics and um i'm so pleased just to to bring up um a couple of little things starting points um mm. we have got our own website for all of you that didn't realize that uh, you can go to wowergonomics.com at any time and you can watch back this episode which is actually is streaming there live at the moment now on wowergonomics.com there's all of the previous episodes from the last couple of months as video feeds and there's also a link there to this on spotify so if you want to find the spotify version of this where you can listen to it as you drive along through the country lanes uh you can find that there as well not only that um i've started putting links there as well to previous guests so you can go and check out their websites and everything else which is a wonderful wonderful thing and here comes our guest right now in the background uh he's at the moment he's just a little bell but maybe we'll sort it out um but also last week yeah. You may remember we also started the wonderful Wow Ergonomics Instagram account. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I'm just going to give you an update on how that's doing. Okay. <laughs> how many week. million? How many million followers? How have many we got million going? followers? Well, uh, clearly, uh, not not any anything okay. like that. Uh, but in in the first week, we have picked up 25 followers. Well done, everybody, for for following in the past week. There we are, 20, 25 followers. If you can see that, there you yeah. go. Um, and if you go on there today and follow us, uh, it's our Instagram handle is Wow Ergonomics. Uh, so you should be able to follow that. Uh, you will find that there's a uh, there's a little video of me um, from today, and we've also got in the story we're, we're covering in the stories on there. We're covering a couple of little things. One is uh, a story about. Let me just tap on it. The McDonald's oh, gaming chair. Yes. So I'd love you to, to tap onto that one and tell us whether you want us to discuss it or not. The thing is, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and the other one is I've also set it up as a proper game. Where is Paul's van? So I'm, I'm pleased to see that Paul's van, the idea, the concept, the game that was talked about first and foremost on this show is now starting to happen on certain social media platforms, but we're putting it on Instagram for you as well. Mm. Uh, and you can you can take part. You can actually answer that there on Instagram. So do go to Wow Ergonomics. Uh, if you, and if you've got anything that you feel that, you know, like a, a room that you feel is a complete disaster or you've got a question about ergonomics, anything, do share it with us on our Instagram account and we might even bring it into the show mm. in the future. Excellent. So there we go. That's always exciting stuff, isn't it? Oh, it doesn't get any more exciting than that. Now, we have got our guests, finally. So we're going to bring in, yes, he beat the technology. Oh, I, I, I can Where calm down now. I can calm down. Let's take away the paraphernalia. You do know that this show is sponsored by Back at Elkhais and uh, other products are available, but you wouldn't want to buy them. And, no, exactly. um, and I can now bring in Andrew Shepard. There we go. Good morning. Hello. You morning. made it. You made it. I, I, I did. I did. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Sadly, signed in on the wrong format. But there we go. No, it's it's fine. I, I now I'm intrigued by your uh, maison scene there in the background because you 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 seem to have both shirts and DVDs in that cupboard. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> well, th this is a door. 
and on the back of it is shirts, but behind, yes, it are lots of lots of old tech. Old tech, love a bit. It of looks old like tech. he's like sort of like a blockbuster store's been sort of opened up <laughs> yeah, in Andrew's yeah. house, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> Membership cards are available. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Oh dear, my oh, dear. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I miss blockbusters in a way. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew's laughing. But come on, it was, it was, it was as much entertainment actually just visiting the store to go mm. through all of the empty boxes and realise that. Or, or actually, the visit back when you realise that you're missing one of them. Yeah. And, do do and, we uh, need to explain to the younger viewers what Blockbusters was and what a, what a VHS tape yeah. is? And are we going front loading or top loading? Oh well, we might and we might need to. But there was that wonderful Jack Black film a few years back, where uh, did, uh, did you see that film where he had to remake all of the videos in the store? <laughs> no, I didn't know. No, okay, okay. It's a brilliant, brilliant film. Can't remember. It's something, something rewind or whatever. But ultimately, he's in charge of a video store. Um, if guys, if you want to know what Blockbuster was really like, this is what it's really like. Yeah. Anyway, so an accident happens. All of the stores in the 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 uh, all of the tapes in the store get erased. So rather than you know, own up to it. He and his mate then get a video camera and then remake all of the films. Okay, they, they right. didn't seem to put a little piece of sellotape over the top corner then. No, that that would have done it, wouldn't <laughs> it? That would have done it. But the best thing about it was his films then became more popular than the original films, and then yeah. people were people were yeah. yes. That's but that was always the thing, though, wasn't it? You'd go on a sort of a Friday evening to sort of hire one, and you'd sort of you'd be looking, and you'd be. T I think you were told, you know, you'd go to the the box and you'd look for it, and there'd be no sort of um, cassette in there, and you were just because you thought it was there, but it wasn't. They sort of gave you it, and then sort of took it away from you, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they a did. roller coaster of emotions. Mm. It, it it really was. It really was, and they never had the film that you wanted to get out anyway. So you always no. had to go with go with something else instead. So you're you're here to talk to us primarily, probably a little bit about chairs. Just explain to people that don't know you who you are and what it is that you do. Uh, well, I am Andrew Shepherd, and I have the privilege of looking after the ergonomic industry throughout the UK. So from the latest aspect, they'll be asking uh, advice, prices, updates, fabrics. All this, all the exciting stuff of a, uh, you know, uh, looking after the dealers across the UK. But equally, always try to make sure that they they get the right chair for the individual. Absolutely. And and what does, what is the right chair for the individual? And how how do we even start going with that? Well, the, the right chair. Um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one because everybody's different. So, is there a right chair? Um, I suppose from my perspective, I'm going to say, yes, it's the Axia. It's the best chair in the world, but I'm slightly biased on that. Other, <laughs> other chairs are available, of course. You're allowed to be biased. You're a guest on the show. <laughs> yeah, but biased is fine. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah, but, but no, it, it's down to individual needs. You know, they, they, I don't think there's any to suggest out there what chair is right for any one given person. Everybody's different. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you start, Andrew? Where, how does the where does the process start? You get called in. Someone asks for some advice on a chair, almost cradle to grave, as it were. What's the starting point that you go from, and what are the sort of the key steps that that help you decide what that best chair is for someone? Um, well, obviously, we, you need to have a little bit of background as as to if there are any specific medical medical requirements we need to go to, but. 
I suppose from a day-to-day basis, most of them are just a traditional bad back inquiry. So it's just getting the right support. So having a little bit of conversation about the background, but equally, I like to try and find out what the person does during their work day, because it's equally as important to have the chair to support them when they move or the tasks that they're performing uh, as to have it uh, to be individually adjustable to themselves as well. So you try and cover all the bases if you can. Now, the, the thing is, what we've seen over the past couple of years is a, a mass exodus from offices, people working from home. And that's kind of really changed the game up a little bit, because once people move to home, not only are they looking for a chair that is an office chair that, that does what they need it to do in an office situation, but quite often they're then starting to to look for something that fits in with their home. And yeah you know, and, and maybe has other requirements to it as well, like the fact that children can't pull pieces off of it or, or you know, or anything like that. Now, and, and that's led to things like this. We're, we're just going to share something <laughs> with you a second. Uh, so here we go, share screen. And I'm going to pick a little Chrome tab. So I can it's share worth, this with worth e- away. everybody. There now, here we go. Um, this is this is a this is a story that kind of broke in the last week or so, which is that McDonald's have designed the ultimate gaming chair for simultaneous yeah. snacking and playing. Marvelous. Uh, well, well, well done there. Well, I, 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 I saw this yesterday, and my first it was. I bet they will have a McFlurry load of inquiries for that. Ah. Oh! <laughs> Bad jokes already. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, that's goodness. Wonderful. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and will there be an option to go large? Well. Uh, supersize me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah, probably. I don't, it, it's, yeah, and no one will have the salad version of it. But it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, I mean, it, it and we don't want to knock anybody's chair on this. And if no. McDonald's want to bring a chair out, they want to bring a chair out, which is fine. And there's a market for everybody. But, um there's a there's a danger with that and i think a lot of us immediately looking at it we're we're probably less concerned about the fact that there's a chair there and more concerned with the fact that what's it trying to promote in terms of sedentary lifestyle etc because for from or i certainly was because i've talked to some people over the last couple of years who have really concerned me about the amount of time they've actually spent in the chair. Now, even as a, you know, someone that's selling chairs on a day-to-day basis and would be encouraging people to, to use one of your chairs. One of the things you must say to people is, yeah, but there's, <laughs> there's a time to not be in the chair as well. Right. <laughs> uh, no, well, absolutely. We, we always try to promote active sitting, you know, so there's a big education program in making sure people, if they invest in our product, we want to make sure they know how to use it, how to adjust it uh, because we don't want to promote static sitting. Um, so, you know, use the mechanism, open it up uh, again, it's task dependent, you know, and, and everybody's different on how they would approach their focused tasks as whether they want to be standing, whether they want to be sitting, but we try and advocate that with best advice or education to, with the equipment they've got to use it as best as possible. But from a personal perspective, I try to follow the, the 28 two rule, you know, sit for 20 minutes, stand for eight minutes, move for two minutes. So mm. uh, whilst we're trying to get them into the best chair possible, we don't want them to sit still 
you know, mm. we still want them to move, uh, and uh, you know, for their own health benefits. You know, we we need to encourage them to, to move, do something different, not yeah. not sit statically. So, so not a chair then where you can eat in it as well as game in it as well as work in it, and and there's a button on it where you press it and d- deliver ruby ruby. Um, two <laughs> minutes later, yeah. you, you you get your fast food, and you haven't even had to get up and go to the door. Yeah, no, 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 not, not, not ideal. And, and I suspect, you know, that, that chair will fit somebody, but for the masses, <laughs> you know, there, there probably wouldn't be enough adjustment in it to sit comfortably for an extended period of time. Well, let's hope it grows with you as you sit in it. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I expect you will mould to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I expect so. I, it Maybe it just comes in extra large to begin with. Yeah. Um, and so, so the idea is that you you slowly but surely fill the chair. Well, you know, th- th- lots of nuggets <laughs> of information there. Oh, goodness, goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Do you word. do you think that chair is made so that the drinks container won't will only fit a McDonald's one and say a KFC or whatever? You know, it, you know, like you know when you buy things that only their accessories will work. Will it, you know, will it be designed that no one else's fast food can sort of sit inside those compartments, thus securing them a bit more sort of share of the market, as it were? Well, I don't, 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 don't suppose that Domino's will work on that, will it? No, no. <laughs> would they, not, would they not want a piece of the action? <laughs> or a slice? Slice. Yeah. Yeah. slice <laughs> oh no! I mean, oh, let, let's be honest, Chris, Chris Barlow friend of the show did expect there to be a lot of dad jokes today he did call it out yesterday and to be fair yeah. we haven't disappointed so far <laughs> but dominoes probably will make one because they are interested in dough <laughs> <laughs> ah! and the sweet. great thing is we didn't even prepare any of these these are just like <laughs> off the cuff they're just rolling aren't they i know it, it kind of reminds me of that program that i watched on tv over the week uh, i know actually i think it was during the week um about all of those uh, celebrities becoming queen for the night, etc. And they, you know, all did the uh, transformation into drag. But the, the comedy aspect of it was pretty awful. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be difficult to top this one. It, it certainly will. It certainly yeah. will. I, I, I'm people. Sorry, I have to apologise now. If if the car in front of you has just been swerving on the motorway, it's because they were listening to this. Okay, it, so yes, it will be Chris Barlow. Probably on his way with, to York yeah, with a lot with a logic in the back of his van yeah yeah <laughs> that sounded oh. a little bit like um that Cluedo game didn't it it was Chris Barlow <laughs> on the uh, on his way to York with the with the whatever was it the Axia in the back you know a bit like Mr you know Professor Plum with the candlestick in the library or something you know I don't think Andrew really wants to see his chairs seen as murder weapons but no. but you know <laughs> there there we go so in, in all seriousness so what what, what kind of differences have you seen over the last two years in terms of uh in terms of how the market's been reacting to the the change of how people have been working um well the, the, lots of differences really obviously be, being at home is a key factor um uh but there's been lots of uh, of talk you know people wanting to buy the right chair but lots of misinformation on the internet and other resources you know um uh, people promoting chairs that are perceived to work in a certain way, but perhaps they don't. Um, 
So the, 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 I think people need to be careful. There's lots of misinformation out there. But from, from our perspective, you know, whenever the inquiry comes in, we try to do the right thing. But it but it's also uh, the different ways of working. We see lots of, um, you know, the ironing board working, uh, a kitchen works, which is fine in isolation for a few minutes here and there. You know, there's, there's not a major issue with that. But even walking through a, a, a large corporate the other day, they've, They've, they've focused and, and they've managed what they consider to be uh, the office of the future. So there's there's less desks and, and lots of different ways of working with touchdown areas, sofas, collaboration collaboration areas, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the one thing that, that that really shocked me is the the amount of people still using laptops sitting on an unsuitable chair for extended periods of time look, looking down, whether it be sitting or standing. Um, uh, to me, it's just the education that needs to change. The, the, you know, the whole story needs to, to just to make people aware of you know what's going on and and how they can you know look after themselves better. Shall we say? Mm. Um, you know, that that to me is the sadness of this situation. It's great to have lots of different ways to do things, um, but it, it's making sure people know that you know that for a short period of time, that's that that's fine. But for an extended period of time, you need to look after yourself because it, you as an individual are going to have the problems in months and years to come. In some ways, um, we started to moving towards the right way of doing all of this, which is companies saying to individuals, you actually, you know, you actually sort out your own chair. So rather than us necessarily buying a, a set of project chairs and, you know, everybody in the, the, the same office getting you know the same chair and then let's try and mold people into whatever it is that we bought because people were working from home it was it, we started moving towards you get what's right for you and actually if that then translates back into the office as it might do um when people start coming back in then uh, it'll be awful for architects because mm. offices won't look great uh you know in terms of you you took a photo of it the chairs will be up down here there left right and center and and all look maybe different colors um but people will be comfortable the trouble is that companies haven't necessarily allocated enough money <laughs> let's be let's be honest about this yeah. you know and and the reality is that you know good things cost now, talking about the gaming chair, interestingly, over the weekend, um, last weekend, my wife and I were, went to London for the weekend and we were walking down Leicester Square and there's a new shop with um, gaming chairs in it. And in the window were a couple of these wonderful looking gaming chairs. Uh, and they do look very nice, very flashy and all of that, all nice racing colours. I can see can see the attraction for people. But actually, they were they were about £1,200 each. Mm -hmm. Now, that that was a bit of a shocker for for me because you know a lot of the game chairs that that people buy are cheap as chips, um, you know, and you can understand again understand why that people might buy them because they think all oh, this might offer quite a lot at the right price. But ultimately, what's interesting is that there is actually, a, you know, the range there even in the gaming chair side of things. But ultimately, you know. Is the gaming chair the right sort of thing for somebody to be working on? Can you not achieve that with something else that's perhaps a little bit more adjustable? And especially if you're going to go up to that sort of money. 
Well, yeah, no, I, I would agree. I mean, we, we, we tend to do a lot of research into any of our chairs that come out, you know, to make sure that they're right for what they do, you know, and sort of the, the, we follow sort of very much sort of the, the science of sitting, if you like. So they look at the biomechanics, uh, the anthropometrics, just to make sure that when a chair comes to market that it's, and, and I hate the phrase, but fit for purpose, um, you know, so it can suit a lot of the people. You know, you're aiming for the 95th percentile, if you like, now, difficult to find one chair that fits all but there are enough good products out there that will suit a lot of people um but from a gaining perspective when the the idea of it is you know you're you're, you're on a fixed focus task you're concentrated for extended periods of time um there's an ideal scenario when when you want to look at the best possible possible option and want to make sure that the people who are making these chairs have looked into that and they've done their research so the body can be supported as best as possible so when you are sitting um, you're supported as, as best as you possibly can now i have an opinion rightly or wrongly that um a, a, a lot of the this type of gaming chair manufacturers have perhaps not looked into the science they've jumped on a bandwagon it's a marketing exercise mm. the chairs do, do look good and they will ultimately be right for some people but for people in perhaps like in esports and you're getting a lot of this now popping up in universities and colleges um that you know that they're, they're focusing on these tasks you know you're not going to be sitting there for an extended period of time you really need a chair that's going to support you and, and i would cite something like the the rh logic so um when that was originally in its designed um stages um they they were working with the norwegian air force um specifically to try and uh, to um look at how the body works under g-force under pressure um looking at how the uh the, the blood count works within the body so blood circulation air circulation uh, and and they produce what they called a tevet cushion which sits up here behind the shoulder blade which opens up the chest cavity expands the lungs allows for better circulation and therefore why default um default it helped the the fighter pilots gain an extra 10 minutes of flight time mm. now if you then bring that backwards into a chair and apply those principles then you can sit for an extended period of time and your concentration levels will be higher so therefore that's that's better for that kind of solution and that's the kind of things that we we look into to try and get the best chair for the individual so when we're having the conversation regardless of who you're doing and what you're doing we want to understand so we put forward the right solution you know we want to sell chairs we want to sell the right chair Absolutely. It's really, it's really interesting, though, isn't it? And it, it comes back, and, and we've we've had similar discussions, Graham, about some of the products that we do as a business. But there is a reason why some products out there come at a, come at a different at a, at a higher price tariff because of the adjustability, because of the investment and the research that goes into making these products. And it's really important that that message gets out there, and people aren't just swayed by the fact that someone sticks the word ergonomic in front of a chair. Or 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 any piece of it, and you're rolling your eyes because we've we've done this one to death. And I know Andrew, we've spoken about it, but it's really yeah. really important that people don't just go, oh, it's really expensive, and da 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 da. There's a reason why what what it's going to give you is going to be of a really high quality. It's going to have research, functionality, adjustability, and I think that's really really important. And people see beyond the nice color the low price, the word ergonomic, they really need to think about these things to stop buying products that are wrong and are actually going to make the problem worse. And then the problem becomes is that they've bought the wrong product and the budget's burned and they've got nothing yeah. to replace it with. And, and the biggest education piece, surely, it has to go 
with management you know it has to go alongside the people that are allowing the purse strings to be opened up anyway for this equipment because yeah. it's a complete waste of money if if you get you say to someone okay well there you are there's 200 quid for a chair and ultimately you know they they sit in it for five minutes then they start getting issues um the chair starts falling to pieces after a year etc you, you're gonna have to buy five of them anyway uh and you know ultimately you're going to end up with someone that off sick because they haven't actually got the right piece of equipment to support yeah. them it um, the, 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 also we look from an environmental standpoint you you, you say about you know some of the, the, the more budget price chairs that um you know when, when we're looking at our chairs if we take the new logic and isolation you know it's about six years in research and development not only trying to improve the chair from a functional point of view but equally from an environmental point of view as well so um, when our chairs are made, you know, there's no glues, no staples. So they're easy to disassemble. They're easy mm. to fix. Um, ultimately, if and when they go to landfill, there's no harmful chemicals in there. And um, so it's all these things that add up just, just to make sure that the, the product is, is ticking lots of boxes. Um, what, what we try and do is, you know, we again, when we use when we say glues and staples, so um, Ultimately, if a chair ends up in landfill, the glue will leach out of the environment. If there's staples involved, it's difficult to disassemble, mm. uh, difficult to repair. So all these things are put into the chairs to make sure that if somebody wants a fashion change, i.e. cover change, you know, we can just pull the cushions off and put new ones on. They're clip on, clip off. Um, if you're looking at the uh, the issue of, of somebody leaving, you know, we can click a lever, we can slide the back off, we can put a smaller back on, we can take a small cushion off, we can put a large cushion on. So again, these corporates are, are not looking to supply a new chair. We can supply a new cushion or a new backrest. So you don't have this graveyard of chairs in the back of the office that aren't suitable or, uh, you know, or, or usable for anybody. So the whole goal really is to expand the life cycle and make sure that when these products are out there, they can be used for an extended period of time um, and, and be used and recycled at the end of their life and not just end up in landfill. Mm. You know, uh, Stephen mentioned it a, a minute ago. Do, do you think that one of the things that hasn't helped the trade per se is the fact that sort of not um, not misinformation so much as a sort of poor information or bad information or or even just a, a lack of actual detail. So, I mean, it's it's so easy for someone to like put up a picture of a chair, say that's a bad chair. This is a good chair. Buy this one. This one's ergonomic. Yeah, no, it, it, it's difficult. Um, I, I know there was a post on LinkedIn yesterday. That a few people commented on a bad chair. Well, you know, it might have been bad for that one person, but who's to say it's not going to be right for somebody else? You know, not enough information uh, is provided in some respects in in a uh, in a photograph. It's a snapshot. It's a it's a moment in time, and we can only deduce what we can from what we can see in front of us. But it doesn't give you the full picture. Um, but but yes, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one. You know, I, I think a lot of companies will use it for a marketing ploy because they've got an adjustable chair, which, which is wonderful. You know, it's a step up and the more adjustments have got, the, the better it's got. But people still need to know how to adjust it and use it for mm. and it's best for them. Um, but I, yeah, it, it's sad. There's a lot of misinformation. The word ergonomic is overused. Mm. Um, but. Sadly, it's it's a ploy to sell chairs, and, and and if you're in the business of selling things, you grab every opportunity you can. Yeah, true. Shame though, isn't it? You know. Well, while we're at it, um, I just like to sell our new T-shirt. 
<laughs> it's not oh. an ergonomic t-shirt is it graham oh absolutely it's got built-in back support it's got yeah. holes in it uh, it's got several holes in it it's got one for the head two for the arms one for the body yeah um all to enable you to get your body into that t-shirt in the best yeah. way possible yeah and one size fits all yeah oh absolutely uh especially if you wash it um at six, 60 degrees or over yeah. it, it will start at xl but it will shrink to your body size mm. yeah. yeah perfect yeah yeah, Levi's. But, that, yeah. but that's so, the trouble, isn't it? That is exactly how a lot of chairs are being sold, or that's how a lot of um products within this industry are being sold. It's you know almost like the one size will fit all. Every you know anything goes as this this product. Here's the adjective ergonomic. Put that on the front of it. Bish bash bosh. There you go. All yeah. are good. All good. You know, mm. it's like it's like selling. It's like old fashioned, and I don't want to, you know, be rude to the industry, but it's like old fashioned car salesman, isn't it? Mm. You know, that's what it sounds like. And and now our, our industry kind of needs to get away from that, really, yeah. because it's yeah. It's, no, I, I, a few people I've noticed that Guy Osmond has tried to claim back that word uh, ergonomics because it's it's overused, it's misused, it's misrepresented on on, on the internet. And it's a shame because, you know, people are buying into what they read and sadly um, ending up with the wrong product. Yeah. In fact, you mentioned Guy there. The first time I met Guy, I used the word ergonomic incorrectly and he, I, I received a oh. uh, very strong rap across the knuckles from Mr. Osmond. So um, I haven't done it again since. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, adjustable is, is the key, is the way mm. forward. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's change it. Let's use a different word. Uh, so in future, uh, this will be Wow Mango. Um, <laughs> and we will be using the word mango mm. to describe any uh, product which is fit for purpose. Um, <laughs> be more exciting, might yeah. Just, a, just a quick one. Something you mentioned earlier, Andrew, and we, we talked about chairs and, and home, etc. There was, a, there was, a, there was a piece at the time or a conversation thread at the time around the suitability of a chair to be in the office and at home with you know concerns around regulations and and things like that. I, I mean, is that is a chair for the office still okay to be used at home? Does it have impact on, you know, electrics, insurance at home, that sort of thing? It was talked about, but it's sort of, you know, we, it sort of was maybe that conversation got a bit lost in everything that was going on. So, yeah, I, I, I've, I've lost the thread of that a little bit, but from a corporate standpoint, and, and, and I believe I, I don't believe it's been written into law, but I, I believe it's more guidance. But please correct me if I'm wrong. But obviously, for for a domestic user, we we need to comply with CMHR, so the combustion modified high resilient foams for domestic use. Obviously, with also a um, a, a BS five eight five two, I think it is compliant fabric. So it gives a medium hazard fabric, so suitable for the domestic environment. Now, that can all also be used in the workplace. Okay. But the workplace as general has a slightly lower standard. So you can go to ignition source zero one fabrics and a more standard foam. Um, uh, Flock as a policy use high resilient foams as an absolute standard across their chairs. So it, it's a higher than standard, but of course it's not combustion modified. So whenever we sell chairs into a domestic environment, um, you know, we always make our dealers or clients aware that it, if it is for domestic use, we must use the CMHR foam upgrade. Okay. Um, for us, it's it's an option, 100%, and, and that's down to the chemicals used in the foam to make it fire retardant. 
obviously you know from our environmental standpoint we don't like to use those chemicals mm. so that's why it's an option for us to do so um you know so go, going forwards again it's down to that end of life scenario um the chemicals when they leach into the environment will, will you know will arguably do more harm than good so it, yeah. it, it's it's an option and it and from us it's an adv advisory thing to do but equally yes those products can be used in a commercial workspace but it doesn't necessarily work the other way right okay Excellent. tell me as we've talked a little bit about the the fact that you know there's there's been a change in the type of work or, or, or where people have been working etc has that had an impact on you and, and, and the business have you seen that you know more of your deliveries are going to different types of places for example are, are more of your chairs actually going into the home are are you seeing uh sort of less stuff going into offices per se or maybe they're going into kind of shared office spaces uh, it, it's 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 a difficult question to answer because we don't necessarily know where the chairs end up it's right. only with interaction through our dealer network that we sort of understand what the, who the projects are for and when they go um so difficult question to answer but uh, through our dealer network so we will work with them to deliver to uh, a dealer warehouse in which case we won't know who the end user is unless we've been heavily involved in the project um, ultimately, we do also or can also send our chairs direct to the end user, obviously, or, or via the dealer, in which case then we ultimately know who the end user is. So, yes, we have been doing more domestic deliveries. Um, uh, and that certainly was the case throughout the lockdown period. You know, as a manufacturer, you know, we, we operated throughout that process, but um, had to work with several uh, e external delivery agents to, to make sure the chairs ended up where they needed to end up. Um, so it, it's a real mix. But overall, as a, a, as a business, you know, from a, from a sales perspective, you know, the numbers are up. Um, we look carefully at, um, you know, monitoring the sales. So we do know, for instance, something like the Hawk Bisco is very popular from a domestic perspective because it's different. It has a different look. People like it. It's an attractive. It's quite a stylish chair and people don't mind it in their home workplace. But that's the biggest issue. When it goes to home, people are buying on looks as opposed to functionality per se. Um, you know, so that's a, a, a little bit of a different sell or advice. Yeah absolutely people are you've got you've got thousands of architects out there now yeah, <laughs> yeah as opposed to to, to mm. you know the one or two looking after a commercial building you've got people who are, have probably spent time actually doing their house up yeah uh during the pandemic you know because there was nothing else to do um and you know having done that and then created a, a, an office space at home they want it to look just the way they they want no, it to look no absolutely you know and, and it's, it's the same at home you know I'm, I'm lucky to be able to have a few different chairs to choose from uh i'm, I'm currently sitting on an axia but my wife wants me to change it she doesn't like it oh right. it, it doesn't look right <laughs> but who's to say what's what's what what's meant to look right with this background you know <laughs> well the, the the thing is you can't even see the chair at the moment right so yeah, actually it's a, it's, a, it's a perfect chair for the background in, in that well, well, well absolutely and 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 that to me is 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 one of the misconceptions about buying a chair because you look at it and you buy it and looks but when you're sitting mm. in it you never see it no, no. yeah no that, that that is very true indeed mm. i mean 
with that, you know, let's extend that on, you know, people buying chairs for the home and, and, and making it and wanting it to fit in. The, the other misconception that's always been there is that office type chairs probably only come in. And you mentioned fabrics a minute ago, but only come in sort of very commercial type fabrics. But again, that's not that's not true, is it? No, 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 absolutely. Not. I mean, we work with a number of fabric houses, um, you know, Kavira, Kavadra, um, Gabriel, you know, there, there are literally, uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure I'm, I'm not over-egging it here, but there are millions and millions of options available, mm. colours, materials, um, you know, compositions, et cetera, et cetera. So, but all you need to look at from a domestic environment is just to make sure it fits the, the fire standards. That's the only thing you really need to look at. So that narrows down the field, but you'll still have plenty of texture and, and colour options to choose from. Yeah, you don't have to have black, folks. There you go. No, no, indeed <laughs> not. No, it, it, it's a quick fix. It's a quick sell. You know, if you want mm. a chair now, sadly, the options tend to be black, black or black. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we've... I, I'm sure we're no different to a lot of manufacturers. If you want a colour, it's generally sort of four to five weeks. Sometimes yeah. it's a bit quicker, but you know it, it's not an extended, uh, an extended period of time to wait for if you want it in the right colour. Yeah, but they, they, it's always surprised me actually because you know when people go out and they're sort of looking in one of those uh, superstores, etc., at chairs, um, you know, and they go, "Oh, well, yeah, look, there's a beige option," you know. There's, there's there's black there's blue and then there's beige oh maybe we go for beige that's that's really different no come on actually talk to a proper seating manufacturer you could probably have something a little bit more exciting than yeah well you could you know don't talk to me about color says he wearing gray yeah <laughs> of course uh if you want beige yeah. beige is available um yeah. and you, you know you really can you really can go with beige um, well, was there anything that you saw over the last couple of years happen outside of the seating realm in terms of ergonomics that that made you sort of stop and think? Well, I, I suppose the big thing for me, and I suppose I've noted in myself, it, it is eye health. Yep. Mm. Um, you know, people obviously concentrating, looking at a small screen. You know, I, um, la laptops are, uh, are far more in use now as a as a home screen. You know, I think people need to look at external screens. You know, mm. uh, um, using plugins and, and having a bigger screen to look at. You know, follow the 20-20-20 rule. Mm. You know, I, I personally have seen my, I, I, I believe my eyesight has deteriorated over lockdown. I spent far too much time staring at a small screen. Um, and I, I think that's going to have a, a knock-on effect. And a lot of people, I believe, will resonate with that. Well, it's interesting because actually reading earlier in the week about uh, various conditions which are on the up in terms of eye conditions. And actually, that it's quite scary there's a number of conditions which are uh not not just poor eyesight but actually can lead to you know partial vision or even complete lack of vision which are yeah. on the increase and and part yeah. of that is down to um increased amount of time in front of computer screens or, or phone yeah. screens etc and also poorer diet for a lot of people mm. as well yeah. well indeed but i think a lot of people you know that perhaps they don't understand you know the eye is made up i think of about eight muscles you know and they need to be worked and activated and it's the same as sitting you know mm. if, if if you're sitting in a static position nothing's working and likewise if you're a fixed focal length for a period of time your eyes are, are being overworked doing that one task so you need to change the focal length you need to look at something else for a period of time to exercise the muscles in your eyes get them working properly and looking at a laptop screen you know what on average what 15 inches at an arm's length away you know fixed focal length your, your eyes are going to be under massive strain 
So, you know, there's, there's an important message there to get out to people to, you know, look after yourself in, in every way, shape or form. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the, the horror signs are there. Uh, I don't know whether you remember from a couple of years back, we had Emma, didn't we? That, uh, yes. that a certain mm. company came out with and, and they showed us that the BBC have launched another version of that that was AI oh, right. generated this, okay. this week as well. Have you uh, got a picture? I, I'll see if I can find a picture. Yes, I have got a picture. Uh, Graham's, just... Graham's scrambling around there. Come on. I yeah okay. Let me let me see if I can get this picture up. Uh, de -de -de. Right. I have to see if I can put that in here. Okay. Oh yes, I can. I can certainly do this. Okay. Here we go. Uh, if you're at home, by the way, at this point where nobody's talking, put the yeah. kettle on or whistle. Either, either of those will do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whistling while you work is a really is a yeah. really good thing. Yeah. So here we go. Here's here's the image. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, just to, just to cover some of the things that we see here. Right. Uh, Obviously, we see uh, hunching of the neck from overuse of uh, laptops, etc. Uh, we've got like a clawed hand uh, okay. from from sort of overuse of uh, things like mobile phone, etc. And we have a second eyelid as well, second eyelid in there, uh, right. which which people think might evolve because of trying to protect the eye from this kind of overstimulation through different things. So, yeah, quite quite interesting mm. there. Interesting and scary at the same time. Uh, and, and I think scary, scary, forget interesting, I think scary was the overriding uh, thought for me there. What was with the, what was with the sort of the G.I. Jane buzz cut as well? I think that was just to over-accentuate the, uh, okay. the, the scariness of it all. <laughs> but, I people, mean... People with, with not much hair are quite scary, aren't they? Um... Do you think so? Yeah. Let's yeah, let's no. ask Andrew. Andrew, have you got an opinion on that? <laughs> but but ultimately, I mean, we're beginning to see more and more of these kind of images appear, mm. and and people, you know, and I I know some people like um, Guy Osman has, has said, you know, it's a bit over the top, you know, yeah. and and I think he's right, you know, we we shouldn't be trying to scare people, scaremonger people, really, but at the same time. Um, you know, ultimately, I don't think a lot of people really get it. I don't think a lot of people really understand until it's happened to them that actually doing all of this stuff wrong and actually overworking in one particular way or overusing, a, you know, overusing mm. computer screens all day long or sitting badly all day long and not getting any exercise. But it's it's all fine. It's okay. We can just we can just do it, you know. The but the body can cope with it until it actually happen. it, it won't happen to me. It, it won't happen to me yeah. until it until it happens to you. But the yeah. figures are the figures show it. I mean, the amount of people in the UK with MS, uh, musculoskeletal disorders, or or back issues is huge. Yeah, I, I did speak to somebody uh, recently, also about sort of um, um, you know a similar vein, but mental health issues and and students. And the fact that you know the the now the the amount uh, of students now are, are seeking assistance has gone up by fifty percent. Mm. You know, so that that that's you know from a mental health aspect. You know, so in every area that we look at, but but that sadly that's that's how we learn about these things, isn't it? It's all retrospective. 
it, it, it's all reactive. We're dealing with an issue that's already happened. Um, we, you know, we need to get there first. And we're, and we're you know, we're broadcasting live today on on several platforms, uh, Twitter. Hi, Elon. Um, and <laughs> he's he's not looking at this. Uh, he's he's probably not even looking on Twitter. Um, they're LinkedIn. You know, we're going out on different platforms, but. We've seen it all for ourselves as well on the different platforms that the amount of posts on a regular basis about physical health, mental health, et cetera, from people within business over the last few years has, you know, gone up exponentially, hasn't it? I mean, it's, you know, A, people are talking about it more, which is a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, there seems to be more of a prevalence to it. And 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 why, you know, I mean, are we working longer? Are we, are, are we... Or are we just becoming more aware? Well, yeah, yeah, awareness is good, but I think working longer, yes. Um, you know, that's one of those things with, with working from home. You know, it's it, it, unless you're very regimented, it's very easy to blend from work to home, from home to work, because it doesn't stop. Mm. Um, you know, and I'm as guilty as that as anybody. You know, the phone's always at my side, whether it's whether I'm downstairs, upstairs, it's always with me. Mm. Uh, and if it's something I can react to quick and provide a quick answer, I'll do it. But I like to have my downtime, you know. But there, there are there aren't really any boundaries except perhaps when it gets to the weekend. Mm. But if the phone goes, if there's an email pops, I'll still have a look because I'm preparing myself ready for Monday. But that's just how I work, how I operate. Everybody else is going to be different. I find it personally difficult to shut down completely away from work. Um, but that's me. You know, does it affect me? Who knows? I'm okay at the, at the moment. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's, I think it's the same for, for lots of people out there. Yeah, I, think, no, no. I think what, I think you actually have to program for a lot of people, you actually have to program downtime into your day. Cause if you yeah. don't actually program it in mm. it, you know, it just yeah. doesn't happen. We, we, all, we all need an escape of some sorts. And to me, that's what the weekends are for. Um, you know, I, I have my escape at the weekend, of, of, of which Stephen knows about, um, you know, but that brings its own set of problems. Frustrations. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's actually about, uh, you know, getting it out, out of the way within yeah. the day as well. I mean, I think it's quite interesting. We had uh, Mark Waldron on here a couple of weeks back and he, he, runs a, a network group one of the things they do every weekend saturday and sunday um early doors is they do net, something called networking yeah. um and i quite like the, the the concept of that in a way because in a way how many people wake up on a saturday morning especially if you're your own business owner or whatever and you're still thinking about work you know yeah. you, you shouldn't be no. You should be in the moment, and and but you're still thinking about work. But the concept there is that look, get up before anybody else really gets up. Go meet with a whole load of business people. Talk about the stuff that you've been you, you're going to be thinking about all weekend anyway. If not, resolve stuff mm. with other business people. Get it out of the way. Then actually focus on your family and whoever else that actually care. You, you know, you should be caring about for the rest of the weekend. Kind of put it to bed really yeah and, and i think i think we all have to kind of evolve into that that those kind of processes really where, where we go right actually i am going to designate time to actually deal with this get it sorted rather than just hold on to it 
And yeah. I think that's half the problem with the mental health mm. battle. I think well, people are holding and, on. And, and, and it's what well, is educating yourself, isn't it? You know, if, if you know you've got issues yourself, um, you need to find a way within yourself that works for you to release those stresses, whatever it may be. And again, so everybody's different, aren't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so, so the, the, there is no simple plan out of this. And, you know, the same goes for business uh, businesses in their workplace. You know, they're trying to find the right way forwards for them and their staff. But every business is different. They're all individuals and they all work in different ways. Mm. So you've got to find the right path for you. Now, one of the last questions we've got to ask Andrew before he goes, um, whilst we've got a seeking expert here, is, um, Andrew, do you know why people sit on their legs on chairs? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well is it a cry for help in some way i am glad that i'm here to answer that question okay, okay. Quite, quite often people sit on their legs and you can tell when people sit on their legs on chairs because quite often there is uh either on the left hand or the right hand side of the chair at the front there's wear and tear and quite often you actually see like the foam starting to come through where yeah. they've walked, okay. worn the chair away by actually rubbing it with their shoe uh, so there's the telltale sign. Um, and I used to it, it used to perform it almost like a magic trick when I was assessing. I used to go in and go, you sit on your legs, don't you? And they went, how do you know that? Yeah. It's like, well, I can see from the see from the chair how yeah. you sit. Mm. Yeah. But quite often, the reason being is because actually they've got tightness in and around their glutes on one side. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So actually by sitting on the by sitting on the leg, they actually kind of relieve that pressure yeah. on the glutes. You know, so actually, it's a, it's it's actually down to they ought to be standing a little bit more, and actually releasing that that glute yeah. pressure. Mm. Okay. So uh, it's a good good exercise there. There oh, you go. Oh, okay, well, well, there we go. I've learned something. We so. learn every, every day is a school day. Every day is a school day on here. Andrew, it's been a, a pleasure having you on today. Um, you. What's what's the favourite film in the collection, by the way? Um, I, well, I'm going to go back a few years, but I'm going to have to say, The Life of Brian really oh, yeah. Yeah. oh oh well always look on the bright side of life hey eh? In, um, indeed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> always try to be the popular people's front <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic listen um andrew shepherd thank you for coming on Steve, thanks andrew thank you as, thank as you. always Enjoyed uh it. you can follow us um, and listen again to Andrew on wowergonomics.com. You can also uh, tune into all of the madness and fun on Instagram now. Uh, we have our own Wow Ergonomics account. We have actually been following and uh, Andrew Shepherd's business flock on there this week. Um, some of them might come on and say hello. You never know. Uh, I think maybe one of them has even followed us. Uh, but you can do that as well. You can follow. And if you have an ergonomic disaster at home, please put a picture up on our instagram we'd love that um we might even bring it onto the show and if yours is chosen and it comes up here uh stephen will find something from the back at elkhuizen warehouse uh yeah. to to put on there uh it might be an old pallet uh it might <laughs> it, it, it might just be an old cardboard box um or, it'll or be it something be, good it'll be something it could, good you know that or it could even be some ergonomic equipment um yeah. until next week uh it's been us on wow ergonomics bye for now bye bye